Good evening, good evening. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The After Show. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. Today is episode 12, and I came across another cough drop slogan here from Halls. So, I love this one. It says, "You can do it and you know it." Okay. So, here's the reason why I really like that one. So, again, it it is you can do it and you know it. Okay, so as we've talked about in previous podcasts, it's very important to recognize that you have everything you need to be successful. You know you can do it. And here's the thing, if you don't think you can do it, then you're self-sabotaging your life and your career. Regardless of what you're doing or where you're going in life, you have to know that that you can do it. And here's the thing, have you ever noticed that whenever you think you can't do something, it's a very kind of a dark, depressing thought and it doesn't feel very good. It's just kind of like letting the air out of a balloon. Well, here's the thing, that's your mind, your will and your emotions and your body knows that you actually can accomplish that. But for some reason, you have allowed a negative thought to tell you that you can't do it. So that's why you 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 don't have a very positive feeling about not participating in something that you actually wanted to do and that you know you can do it and that you can actually do it really well. So that's why this phrase is so important. You can do it and you know it. Kind of reminds me of that song "I'm Sexy and I Know It" by LMFAO. <laughs> Such an awesome song. and a hilarious video I love it. So it's one of those things that if if you can do something then you know you can do it. And if you know you can do it then you should do it. So it's one of those things that knowing who you are as a person and knowing your skill sets provides you I would say the opportunity to live your best life. You know one of the things I remember one of the tests we took in high school I didn't understand why we were taking it because they just had us take these stupid tests or whatever. I mean, just ones that were not really relevant, but they had one that um tried to determine or try and tell you what you should do in terms of a career. And this test was just all over the place with its questions, and it told me that I should either be a park ranger or a neurosurgeon. <laughs> I did not become either of them. Um but I just find it very interesting that You know, this test it it kind of made me realize that the world is my oyster even though I didn't do either of those occupations obviously. And mind you now to be a park ranger, it's like a 4 to 6 year degree now to be a park ranger whereas way back in the day you didn't have to have a college degree. Now you do, which I find to be kind of odd. Um but anyway, but whenever I took that test, I remember sitting there it was in a computer lab and it was my senior year of high school and i had applied to a college that i didn't want to go to i was just doing what my parents wanted me to do um you know my i'd say try and think my senior year um 911 had happened try and think yeah it would have been 911 and i wanted to join the military i wanted to join the navy and serve and protect and defend my country and go after the people that had attacked our you know the United States had attacked our people. Well, my mother said no, my dad said yes. And if you know anything about Bible Belt um communities, you don't go against what mama says because she will make your life a living hell even if your dad says, "Yeah, go ahead and do it." No. Mama rules the nest even if even if sometimes she's wrong and she's wrong on this. 
But I was like, well, if I'm not going to join the military, what am I going to do? Because I, I really wanted to do that because I thought, well, I'm either going to go into the military or I actually wanted to go to a medical school. And that was before I took that test that said I should be a park ranger or a neurosurgeon. Um, but needs to say, because I did not join the military like I wanted to, I was just kind of like, well, what am I going to do? So I just went to the college that my parents wanted me to go to, which I regret doing that because I was very miserable. I wasn't happy, and I didn't do well. Um, I ended up bouncing around to a couple of different colleges, finally finished my degree, and um, it just wasn't – It wasn't the best college experience at all, and I think one of the reasons why it wasn't positive for me um, was because I wasn't doing what I want to do. And so I pray that if younger people are listening, you know, I'm not old, I'm only 39, but you know, if you're a teeny bopper or if you're in college and you're listening to this, or you're about to go into college or start college, please recognize that you know, once you turn age 18, you are an adult, and you are not under anybody's thumb. And you need to do what God has called you to do. And I say what God has called you to do because I think it's very easy to just go along with a whim or an emotion and you know, maybe go along with what someone else wants you to do, but it may not be your heart's desire. You know, if you're thinking, well, how do I know what God wants me to do? You know, let's say, for example, <coughs> excuse me, I still have a bit of a cough from this cold, but... Um, Let's say that you know, you're not close to God and you don't really pray very much. And you're like, well, you're like, well what does it mean to you know, you know, go with your heart's desire? You know, how do you know if God has put something in your heart? The way that you know if it's your heart's desire is it makes you happy and it's good and true. And it's something that it, it's such a strong desire. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... You know, if you want to invent something, well, it's, it's you that wants to invent it. It's nobody else. Or maybe, you know, you, you want to, um, I would say, you know, help cure some random disease or something. And you know that that's what you really want to do. It's basically a desire. It's something in your heart and in your soul that no one had to tell you about or that no one had to convince you to do it. You know what I mean? So it's something that's very individualistic. It's part of your life. It's part of your journey. And so it's one of those things that if you don't do what you're called to do, then you're going to be miserable. So for the longest time, I personally was very miserable because, you know, what I wanted to do, I was told that I shouldn't do or can't do. And then when I looked into actually joining the military, it was too late. Like I didn't know there was a cutoff in terms of age. Um, to join the Navy and to be an officer in the military, which is what I really wanted to do. I wanted, you know, it wasn't about seeing the world. It was about serving my country. I mean, I would have served anywhere, you know, on this planet just to protect and serve the United States military. And so um, it really disappointed me that I would say I was more disappointed in myself um, that I didn't do what I knew God had called me to do because he knows that, I very much love my country, and I very much in black and white, yes and no. I'm, I'm a very, I would say, definitive individual in that regard. That doesn't mean that um, I'm rigid. It just means that my morals and values are very strong. And, you know, just from what I've gone through in life, I do have regrets. But I've turned those regrets into, hey, I'm not going to do something I'm going to regret again. 
So I've learned that hey, when I want to do something, I go out and I go do it. Like for example, when I started this podcast, initially this podcast, if you've heard the first episode, this this came about as a result of we have so much to cover in my previous podcast, uh the endurance of labor laws that we just kind of don't have enough time. And um the the topic is not as broad stroke as this one is. So I kind of felt like well, I need to do an additional podcast to discuss things that come up and just kind of make it a little more relaxed and not so okay, we're going to talk about workers rights and state of Wyoming things like that. So, you know, this is kind of more relaxed. So, but it's one of those things that if you if you don't take a chance to do something new or if you don't follow your heart's desire, then you're going to be very miserable. And so I know what that's like. I very much know what that what that is like. And I would truly hate it for someone else to feel that way. And me personally, I just feel like a lot of people feel like they're not living their best. And here's how you can live your best and be happy. It's do what you're called to do. You know, it, you know, the way that you know that you're being called to do something is again, you don't have to be convinced to do it. You just are relaxed about it. I mean, you may be a little timid or a little nervous in the beginning when you're doing something brand new, but you know, it's one of those things when you have a strong desire to do what's right and to live your best life, nothing will stop you and nothing can stop you. Well, actually the only thing that can stop you is yourself. You know what I mean? Like for example, um in regards to me not joining the military, yes my mother was disappointed that I wanted to join the military and she told me no, but I could have easily walked into that recruitment office and I so wanted to. I drove past it every day for months. And sometimes the 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 recruitment officers would come out and look at me because they knew I wanted to join. <laughs> they, they they know. They knew. And um you know, it's my fault for not doing what I really want to do in terms of serving my country like that. That that I take full ownership of that. Like just because, you know, someone said no to me in my family doesn't mean that, you know, I should just gone along with it. But, you know, I you know, I I was raised in a very, like I said, Victorian um household and um it was kind of like if you go against one parent, you technically go against both. even if one of them is for you the other one can turn the other parent against you so i really didn't want to have to deal with that drama because i'd seen it before in times past so i want to make sure that my life was happy but i was miserable in that i wasn't doing what i really wanted to do and my life was it was it was hellish for a while i mean it was i was i was very miserable in that i just felt this ache for my country because 9/11 it just happened and i really wanted to join and fight but i just didn't have the courage to go up against the parent you know so but i think that's very common for teenagers especially especially girls and um it's one of those things that you know i take full i'd say ownership of that mistake of not joining the military so i don't i don't blame my mother um at all for that i do think that her Sometimes our judgments are not always where they need to be and I don't think that well I think it's just like with any parent I don't think a parent actually understands their children wholeheartedly because I know from living in the Bible belt it's like they just want this nuclear family so bad that they're willing to not let their children decide for themselves what they want to do with their life and then they wonder why their children aren't happy 
in different periods of their life it's like well if you control and manipulate someone of course they're not going to really like what you're saying or doing so needs to say um over the years i have set up boundaries like crazy um just to try and deter that you know from happening in the future because it's one of those things that no one should ever be controlled and manipulated even as a minor because i think when you control and manipulate anyone especially children they pick up really quick on that um some people are bad and that you know they are going to i would say rebel against the the manipulation and also you're teaching them how to manipulate so you know, i look at it this way regardless regardless of where i am in life I don't look back and think, "Oh, well, it's all their fault or it's this person's fault." I'm like, "You know, at some point you just have to let things go and say, "You know, I don't care." I mean, I, you know, you you just have to move on and forgive people and live your life because it it serves no purpose to live in the past. And for the longest time, you know, I was I was not happy about not joining the military. You know, I I was very miserable, but It's one of those things that I was like, well, you know, I could have joined later, but I didn't. And then when I actually really decided to join, it was too late. Well, whose fault is that? That's mine. Because at age 18, I was an adult. I could have joined regardless of, you know, what my mother said. Um, but it's one of those things that, like I've talked about in times past, when you are indoctrinated and you get brainwashed and you're in one of these Bible Belt states, I mean, it's um, it's like they. they're so desperate to control their children that they're willing to throw their their children's life and future away just for the sake of control. And here's the sad thing, some of these parents they don't realize that that's what they're doing because they think that by manipulation and control that that is love and it's not. It's just not. I mean, it's no different than fascism, communism or socialism. Someone else that is not you is trying to control your life when you have complete control over your life. complete. And here's the thing. You know, I remember when I was younger, I was a minor and I remember our parents, especially my dad, um he would get angry at my sister and I. I have an older sister. We're not close, but I have an older sister. He would get angry at us for not knowing how to do stuff and, you know, not being really sure what to do. And it's like, well, you didn't teach us and then we ask you a question, you don't want to teach us because you're like, "Oh, well, you're girls, you shouldn't know how to do that." So it's like, well, okay, if you purposely keep us ignorant, then you can't be mad at us for being ignorant. But see, that was a very common trend within Wrath of God Church of Christ in these cults. So needs to say, always live your own life and be self-reliant as much as possible. And when I became a teenager, oh my gosh, I really did everything I could to be self-reliant because I I couldn't stand being told what to do. <laughs> I mean, not just because of being a teenager, but I didn't like what I was raised in. I didn't like the religion. I didn't like our household. I didn't like um what was happening in our family. And so I just thought, well, you know, it's on me to have a good life, so I'm going to be self-reliant. And you know, I I I take that very seriously, and I made a decision as a young woman, as a minor actually, that everything I do has to be legal and moral. Because I knew the way I was raised was not right. And so being that I knew the way that I was raised was not right, I knew that I had to be very careful how I live my life. because my knowledge is not based on God's truth. It's not based on being good and true. It's based on manipulation and um dominating someone based on their sex, and that's not right. So needs to say when I turned 18 and went to college, I I had a completely different college experience for sure. Not very pleasant at all. But I kind of felt like 
I was in a different world because I had been suppressed and technically depressed for so long that I didn't really know how to be happy because you know the the environment I was raised in it was it was like it was like only certain people could be happy and if if someone didn't want you to be happy they felt like they had they felt like and they how to describe this they made a point to make it very clear that they have the right to make you unhappy and who are you to question them it was very disturbing and it's kind of like okay how can you expect someone to have a good normal life if they're being raised in that so it's one of those things that you have what it takes to be great and true even if your childhood sucked and mine did my teenage years hell and even some of my adult life has not been that great but it's one of those things that you know every day that we live our life we have an amazing opportunity to do what's right and to live our best life and that that is truly dependent upon the individual it's not dependent upon other people you know i mean the you know like for example i currently live in an apartment my neighbors are not always that great when they're not the worst but they're not always not always that great you know i could easily let them offend me and you know be irritated all the time but i just let stuff go i mean if i need to report something i do but it's one of those things that you know we can't control other people but we can definitely control ourselves so i look at it this way yes i live in an apartment but this is temporary i'm moving on and out and i'm going to continue to move up and have a better life that is a conscious decision that i make every day because it is not always easy to choose to have a wonderful life and to strive for something better because typically it's easier to just say oh well it's me and it's like well i don't like living that kind of life i i just i i don't i don't embrace stress i don't i don't go along with that like i don't you know i would rather have health and prosperity as opposed to misery and see it really is a choice like there have been some tough things that have happened to me even just even just this year i mean and we're only i mean at the time that this is being posted i mean we are now into february so it's one of those things that regardless of your circumstances you can choose to be happy and for the longest time i didn't know i could choose to be happy because sometimes my circumstances were very much quite awful and i was not raised to be resilient i was raised to be weak-minded stupid ignorant not accomplish much and i was raised to be mistreated i can honestly say that <laughs> uh we were not raised to be successful women my my sister and i we we were not raised to think that we would ever amount to much and that is that good old wrath of god church of christ cult baby boomer nuclear family bs is such a lie straight out of the depths of hell and here's the thing you might be saying well you know the nuclear family is the way to go actually it's not that's a hell hole it is hell i couldn't stand it because it's a lie no one should be striving for the nuclear family no one it's not real it's a lie people should be striving for a holy family a loving family a respectful family a kind family a endearing family being christ like the nuclear family i mean all that really means is you know one man one woman which is the way it should be but it's like okay have two kids and then no 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 more kids and then try and force your kids to do things they don't want to do that's the nuclear family how has that worked out not very well not very well at all 
you know, it's one of those things that, you know, the, the traditional family is not the same as the nuclear family. Like if we had to go with what I would say would be more, more normal and actually the way to go, it would be the holy family or the traditional family. Because if you think about it, in the nuclear family, that whole terminology didn't come about until the nuclear bomb was invented. <laughs> so what kind of families did they have before the nuclear age? I think they had way more normal families. Were they perfect? No, but... You know, it's just very interesting when people strive for something that's not even really that healthy for them. It just isn't. I mean, because it's, it's like everybody wants, you know, if they do want to get married, they want two kids, they want the two-car garage, the two boats, the two cars. I mean, it's just like everything's in twos. It's very overly structured, and it's like, you know, that's not really how life is. It, it just isn't. Like, I always wanted more brothers and sisters, always, but that just wasn't going to happen in our family. <laughs> so, because I thought, man, it sucks being the youngest. <laughs> it just does, because you're, you're overly manipulated. Like, my sister didn't put up with that. She was not manipulated. And plus, uh, you know, her relationship with our, our parents is different than mine. But, you know, when you're the baby, it's kind of like you don't have a say in anything, and so it just sucks, and then... When you finally become a teenager, it's like, okay, now I do have a say. And they're like, no, no, you're the baby. You know, you don't have a say in anything. It's like, yes, I do, especially now that I'm 18. So it's one of those things that the nuclear family, I feel like, very much suffocates children's hopes and dreams because you have these helicopter parents. And I think helicopter parents have been around since the invention of the nuclear family because it's parents overly controlling their kids, whereas before, you know, they came out with, having the so-called nuclear family, you typically have a bunch of kids and you want your kids to grow up and know who they are and do their own thing. Like you want them to be successful. Whereas in a nuclear family, it's always about what the parents want, what the parents want, you know, what the parents want, not what the kids are naturally good at, not what they actually enjoy. And I'm not saying, you know, pander to your children or overly pamper them. I'm saying that, I've noticed that within the nuclear family, to me, it's such a lie because it's, it's someone else always trying to control your life, extremely so. And that's not, that's not what being a human is. That's not what being a child is. That's not what being an adult is. So he needs to say, it's very important that we live the life that we are supposed to have and that we truly desire. Otherwise, success is not going to be very easy if it even happens at all. And if anything... I pray that everyone is successful because it's very important to know that you are living a good and wonderful life because it's very, it's very fulfilling. And happiness is very important for everyone. But I will go ahead and end this podcast. But as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.